Turn to John chapter 18. We're going to read the end of chapter 18, starting in verse 38. And we're going to read into the beginning of chapter 19. So John 18, 38. And in our text today, we see a choice put to the people. The people are required to make a decision. They have to choose between two men. Do you know who those two men are? That's right, Jesus and Barabbas. Should he release Jesus or should he release Barabbas? And as I was reading this, it, it occurred to me how this is not a choice that is unique to that time, not, a, not unique to that one hour out in front of Pilate's uh, house or guardhouse, wherever they were. Uh, I think it was the Praetorium. Uh, which is kind of like a guardhouse, you know. But he might have lived there too, so it might be his house. So anyway, caught the praetorium. I think that's where he is. We think, oh yeah, it's back then. It's like a totally different world. That's my point, right? You, you know, you're thinking way back then, thinking Jews, Romans, different world, different time. And what I want us to see this morning is that actually this is a choice that all of us face in various ways. You think, well, I've never had to decide between Jesus and Barabbas. I don't even know who Barabbas is. And yet, it is a choice that we face. Let's read and study this now, starting in John 18, again, beginning with verse 38. And Pilate said to him, that is to Jesus, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you wish then that I release for you the king of the Jews? So they cried out again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Pilate then took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and put a purple robe on him. And they began to come up to him and say, Hail, King of the Jews! And to give him slaps in the face. Pilate came out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. Jesus then came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. So when the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out saying, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by that law he ought to die, because he made himself out to be the son of God. 
This is the word of the Lord. Now, Barabbas was a robber, right? It says Barabbas was a robber. He was also, we read in Mark, does anybody else know, does anybody know what else Barabbas was? What else do you find out about Barabbas? Anybody know anything else about Barabbas? Got a, a guess in the back, John. He was a murderer. And there's one other word used to describe him. Yes, an insurrectionist uh, or, or a rioter. Um, so what's an insurrectionist? Well, you know what a murderer is, right? Murderer and robber. And those things, it's not uncommon that they go together, is it? Why do they go together? Well, they go together because if you're going to rob somebody, you're going to do it with force, right? Generally, either it's, either it's by sneaking or it's by forcing. And so armed robbery often results in death through murder. So this is Barabbas. Now, what is an insurrectionist? An insurrectionist is a rebel, someone who is, someone who is causing everybody to, to rebel, if he can. It's not just somebody who says uh, about the government, I ain't going to do it. But it's somebody who says, I ain't going to do it, and I'm going to go around and I'm going to try to get everybody riled up so that everybody's rioting, everybody is rejecting the government, everybody is ready to perform a, an act of mob wickedness, right? So this is an insurrectionist, so this is Barabbas. Now, it may not have ever occurred to you, it's not often occurred to me, if ever, before this week, the, the very fitting nature of Barabbas in this choice, okay? Because Barabbas was exactly what the people wanted. It seems generally in my mind, when I read this, it seems like I have thought to myself, why in the world would you pick Barabbas? Which is a natural thing if you think, hey, you know what, I like Jesus. Jesus is the hero of the story. We all know the story. Everybody should pick that Jesus would be released, right? But if you actually step back into that other world for a minute, it makes complete sense. And it's not so different from us. When presented with a choice between what you want and what you don't want, what do you pick? If you, if you have a choice between kids, you ready for this? Asparagus and Brussels sprouts or cookies and cake and ice cream and candy and pizza and soda and whatever your favorite things are. Which do you pick? Pizza, 
You have to, you're thinking you have to pick. Uh, these are the two categories. The yucky vegetables or all of your favorite foods. You pick all your favorite foods, right? This is what the Jews did. They're faced with a choice between Barabbas and Jesus. And we've, just, we, we've seen in the previous weeks how Jesus is not giving them what they want, right? He keeps refusing to give them what they want, and he keeps confronting them with their sin and keeps calling them to obey the Father as he obeys the Father, and they're just not liking it. Now, let's return to that choice, kids. Which should you pick? You should pick the vegetables, right? Because they're good for you? Am I right? They're all like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if the choice is up to me, I'm still, I still want what I want, right? And that's my point. We still want what we want. Even when we know what the right thing is, technically, that they're like... They say this is going to be better for me in the long run, that I'll be happier in the long run. It's like, but I don't know. I mean, right now I just want some sugar. Sugar's good. Makes me feel happy right now. I like it. And nobody is good at choosing the thing that you don't like, even though you know it's good for you. None of us are good at choosing the thing that is better, but that requires delayed gratification, right? Have you guys seen the videos of the kids with a marshmallow? Or, or read about it, maybe? Have you guys seen these videos? There's, it's, it was this study that was done talking about how uh, kids that could control themselves and go after delayed gratification, I mean, I... Who knows? These studies, they're, they're absurd. They, they claim all kinds of things. Um, but this was what the study was about. It was the question of whether you, you know. So the, the idea was that kids who could learn or were able to control their desires and choose a delayed gratification for a greater benefit, okay, grew up to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. And the ones that could not choose delayed gratification, ended up in jail and dead or something. You know, like, this is always what studies say when you read the pop psychology, big headlines. Alert news! Okay, so what are the videos? The videos are just kids in a room where they've been handed one marshmallow and told, here is a marshmallow. You can eat this marshmallow right now, in which case you get a marshmallow. Or, if you don't eat the marshmallow until I come back, then you can have two marshmallows. Really simple, right? And so it's kids like Henry's age and Tate's age and everywhere in between. And, the, and it's just a video in a room. And the, so the researcher hands them the marshmallow and leaves the room. And you look at the kids and they... They're staring at the table, you know, on the table in front of them. There's this marshmallow. And, and you, you know, you can see the thoughts running through their minds. The, you can see the progression into choosing 
And of course, most of them end up eating the marshmallow, right? But some of them manage not to eat the marshmallow. And the ones who manage not to eat the marshmallow are some of the, the, the f- most fun to watch. Because they like, you know, you, you see them start to go for it, and their hands are headed towards it, and then they stop themselves, and then they close their eyes, and then they sit on their hands, and they try all of these different things, and then like, one of them moves it away out of the table, like off to the side of the table, and like turns and looks the other direction. And you got all of these attempts. Of, and then, you know, of course, the videos are nicely edited to just be like cutting to, the, to these key moments. And so then it's like the, the kid squeezing, and, no, no, and then grabs the marshmallow and just eats it, you know? <laughs> or then there's the kids who try to eat a little bit of the marshmallow and hope that nobody will notice. Now, does this not describe us perfectly? Can you not see this in your own life? Knowing what, and in this case, of course, two marshmallows isn't good for you, right? Either you can have one marshmallow now, or if you don't eat it until I come back, you'll get two Brussels sprouts. (laughs) But you get my point. Like, we're no good. We're no good at delaying our gratification of our desires. We want what we want. We choose to get it. Self-discipline is hard, isn't it? So now you have the Jews and you have Barabbas. And I say they pick Barabbas and it makes complete sense that they pick Barabbas. He was an insurrectionist. What did the Jews want? They wanted insurrection. They wanted somebody to attack the Romans. They wanted someone to overthrow the government that God had placed over them. And they were willing to choose a robber and a murderer in order to get it. And you think, that's absurd. How could they possibly make that choice? And I say, have you never heard of Robin Hood? You've heard of Robin Hood. This is good. We all know about Robin Hood, don't we? Is is Robin Hood one of the good guys or the bad guys, kids? He's a good guy, right? This is what all of our stories we this is what all of our stories say. And leaving aside for a second the history because I don't know anything about the history, I just want you to I just want you to answer this question. Does he rob Yes, he robs. What does he wear on his side? A sword? No, I don't think he had a gun. What does he carry on his back? Bow and arrows. And, and what is that for? Is that for hunting the deer? Some. <laughs> and what else is it for? What, what goes along with robbing again? Did the people he robbed just give up their money willingly? Or did he have to fight them for it? He had to fight them for it, didn't he? So he's a robber, and he's willing to be a murderer in order to rob. And what's the whole theme of the other side of the story? Why is he the hero? 
because he's an insurrectionist, because he is raising up rebellion against the, the authorities, right? Now you say, yeah, but sure, what, you know, like Prince John and whatever that, there's the snake guy or the lion or whatever, I don't know. They, this is my, this is what I was brought up for Robin Hood, you know, a cartoon. <clears throat> but they were so wicked and so despicable and so, de- it's just disgusting and if they deserved everything they, they got coming to them. Right? Isn't that? And, and so I, I say to you, were the Romans a good government? No. No, Rome was, Rome was in many ways terrible. Now, of course, there were many good things about keeping the peace and so forth. But the Jews had reason to hate the Roman government that God had placed over them. And of course, Robin Hood had reason, and all the people had reason to hate the government that God had placed over them in their own minds. So don't tell me that it's absurd that they choose Barabbas. Our children's stories are teaching that Barabbas is the one to choose. And don't don't get all... Don't get all caught up in trying to decide whether or not you should ever let your kids hear about Robin Hood from now on. That's not my point. Okay? My point is, this is us. This is us. We pick what we want, who we want, because of what they promise to give us. And if they're willing to take it by force in order for us to get it, so be it. In fact, so much the better, because then it means they might actually accomplish it. And if they're willing to raise up a little riot to get it started, a little bit of murder here, a little bit of robbery there, so be it. The moment, the moment in your own life, Setting aside people for a second, because, I mean, you're all thinking, okay, I guess I can see it, but who exactly is Barabbas in my life? Let me take a step back for one second and put it more generally. The moment that you choose something other than obedience to Jesus Christ in this life is the moment you choose Barabbas. Because Barabbas is, simply stands for anything besides Christ. The choice is Jesus Christ, and it doesn't matter what the other choice is. Right? Jesus Christ or anything. Jesus Christ, in obedience to him, or, and, and you guys know those choices, don't you? And sometimes it is a person. All too often in college, it is a person. High school, college, in dating relationships, it's a person. It's Jesus Christ or this person that I love 
love. You don't know what love is, but that's beside the point. You know, this, this person that I, and all it means is that I want. And what is want? Lust. Right? This person that I lust for versus obedience to Jesus Christ. And so the moment that a college student suddenly stops showing up for church, what is the first question that you ask? Well, maybe the first question is, have a late night? No, the the first question you ask is, what's their name? What's their name? What's her name? What's his name? What are you talking about? Well, you, you have a new boyfriend or girlfriend, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with this. And, and they're not a Christian, are they? Well, yeah, they are. I, I think they are. And I mean, the number of times I've had this conversation with people... And so sometimes it is a person, right? What's his name? Barabbas. That's his name. Jesus Christ or Barabbas? Who do you pick? All the kids are ready to answer that. Simple question. The answer is Jesus. Everybody knows the answer is Jesus. You pick Jesus, not Barabbas, right? Those Jews, they're not as crazy as we want to make them out to be. They're not as different from us as we wish they were. Who is Jesus? Jesus is perfect. He's the Redeemer. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Promised One the Messiah. Everything else is wickedness. Any other choice. It doesn't matter if, if, if Pilate had given them a choice, you know. I can release everybody who's innocent in jail besides, you know, look, you, you, you know how we make these, we, we start to build up these theoreticals. Well, what if, fill in the blank, all this other stuff, and this, and this, and this, and this, wouldn't that be, and, and then we start, it's not just theoreticals, it's, well, I'm attempting to, and then you fill in all of this long list of good. Do you think the Jews couldn't fill in a long list of good things that they were after in choosing Barabbas? I know they were being a mob, I know they were in the midst of wickedness, Yes. But do you think that there's nothing about what they did that makes sense? That you, can, that you can reasonably tell a good justification story for? Everything else is wickedness. Anything that we're, that we're, anytime where we're faced with the choice 
between Jesus and obedience to him versus whatever it is that you want. And sometimes those things that you want are just evil, right? Like sexual immorality. I want sexual immorality or there's Jesus and you're faced with that choice, right? But, but the, the more difficult ones, not that that's not often a difficult choice for us, okay, and it, it, it very often is, but the ones that, that are more complex are the ones where it's a good, a theoretical good that we, wanna, that we want, right? And so, uh, you know, job. A job is a great example, right? A job is a good thing to have, right? Is there anything wrong with having a job? No, jobs are good. And so I say, it's Jesus and everything else is wickedness. And you're saying, are you saying that my job is bad? No, but I am saying that you, like many other people, may one day face a question of whether it's Jesus or your job that is more important. And then, who or what will you choose? How does that happen? Well, it happens a variety of ways. Sometimes it is through the expectation of your employer that you sin. And that's the terms on on which you're required to keep your job. Right? It may be lying. It may be covering up the truth for him. Or it may be uh, stealing, stealing from your clients. There's, there, there's, a, there's a million different ways that jobs can be given as the choice, the temptation that Satan uses to place something that's good above God. I think often... Um, People choose a better job over God. People who are, in, maybe in this case, simply seeking after money, are, and therefore you see the potential root of discontentment driving it, um, or simply a love of money. And so, if there's a better job, and better is always defined by the world's terms, right? A better job meaning easier, fewer hours, better pay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Those are, those are better. I mean, that, that's good if you can make more money with less time, and that's, that, that's good, right? But that's the only that, that's how we define better job. It, it stays in that realm, and then people are taking a better job with no regard for anything else for the rest of their life. What does this job change mean for my family? What does it mean for my kids? What does it mean for my church? What is most important to you? Right? Or the number of the or the number of 
women who have chosen their jobs over their children in various ways, right? And, and I just got done saying there's nothing wrong with a job, right? And then I followed up with the exact same qualification, unless it leads you to disobedience, unless it's bad, right? There's nothing wrong with it, unless there is. <laughs> and then it's bad, and you choose Jesus. You have to choose Jesus. And, and you say, well, I thought you just said it was a choice between your kids and your job. And I say, yeah, and, and God is the one who gave you a command to love your children, and to raise them, right? It's simple. We we want to make it into this big, complex thing. And if we can complexify it enough, and tie enough blinders on, and throw enough dust in the air, then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't know. I guess there's no way of knowing. You just do whatever you want. And and if you do it by faith, then I guess that's that. But there are, there are really clear things that we can say, right? About so many of these categories. Job is just one, one category. Girlfriend and boyfriend is another category. We already hit on that one, right? And so it's in this sense that I say it's Jesus is perfect. Everything else is wickedness. Everything else is wickedness. And it's in that same sense that Paul says that his righteousness is wickedness compared to Jesus Christ. What else is Jesus? Jesus is also the king you need. He's the king you need. And everything else is an evil tyrant. You don't want to be under the control of the lusts of your flesh. You want to be under the control of good King Jesus. That's who you want in charge in your life. Why? Because his commands are good. And the commands of all of the evil tyrants in your life are wicked. And they destroy you and he saves you. Jesus is the prophet with words of truth. And everything else is deadly lies. Lies that lead straight to death. And this is exactly what you see. This is what the Jews knew about Jesus. They knew he was a prophet. We know Jesus and his commands are good. We know that they're filled with truth. We've seen how he he speaks of his words, his truth being life and light, right? We've studied this in John. He has declared it to the people. 
they know what he is. They know that he is the king. We just, just last week we got done talking about him being a king, right? So we saw he's a king. He's a good king. His kingdom is not of this world. It's better. It's delayed gratification, but it's the only true gratification that we can ever have. And how often do we choose Barabbas? You, you, you face that moment where you're going to decide, and, and it's like, you think, well, I could sit on my hands, and I could close my eyes, but actually I just want this. And so you go for it. And in that moment, you're not choosing to have one marshmallow instead of two. You're choosing the robber, murderer, insurrectionist over the Lord of life. And so Pilate... Pilate tries to have it both ways, doesn't he? Pilate is there and he finds no guilt in Jesus. He knows Jesus is innocent. He knows Jesus is good. He knows he isn't a threat. He also knows what Barabbas is, insurrectionist, robber, murderer. And what does he end up doing? He capitulates. He wants to try to have it both ways, to declare Jesus is good and also give the people what they want. But there is no such option, is there? Both and. I want to eat this marshmallow now and have another marshmallow when you come back. Sorry, that wasn't one of the choices. Do you guys see this? This is, this is the deadly lie that we convince ourselves of, that we can both seek after Barabbas and seek after Jesus. But there is no option. Pilate chose death. Death for Jesus. Death for himself. He thought he was trying to do both. He convinced himself that he was trying to do both. But what did he do? He released a murderer and he executed an innocent man. Now, in in our case, very few of us Our Roman rulers, right? How many Roman rulers in here? Anybody? Kids? No, not even pretend this week. Doesn't come up a lot. And so I say, you know, how does that relate to us? 
You guys, you know how it relates. You think that you can do both, that you can pursue both wicked and good things. But Jesus says, there's one stream, and it can't give both salty and fresh water, right? There's one tree, and it can't produce both good fruit and bad fruit. And you say, okay, fine. So you're saying that we're all condemned, we're all because we're all still sin. I say, no, that's not what Jesus meant, and that's not what I meant. But Jesus did mean that we have to produce good fruit, didn't he? And that's what I mean too. Don't choose Barabbas. Don't choose both. Jesus Christ and him alone. Let's pray.